Welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World with Jordan Brown. I'm your host. And like I start each episode, how are you? You good? Me too. Now, shout out to everybody that checked out last week's episode with comedian Ben Noble. Dude is doing his thing. Appreciate you, Ben, for sitting down, taking the time to talk with me, man, and really just shoot the shit a little bit, man. Like, I think I haven't seen Ben in a minute, and since then, like we talked about in the last episode, he had a lot going on. You know, he's got a couple of shows that he's put together. He's been featured at Zany's. He's been featured at the Laugh Factory. And if you can, check him out on YouTube. He's got a couple of clips up there and really just doing big things. And he's more established in comedy here in Chicago than I am. So it's kind of like sitting down talking to somebody who almost, like, could be a mentor of sorts. That's crazy because I think Ben might be younger than me. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, big up to you, bro, for really just doing your thing and and also just sitting there to be able to just talk to me, man. I mean, when you reach out to people, I say this like on every single episode, you don't really know if they'll say, yeah, they want to be featured on the show or they'll help you out, man, you know. And I really appreciate the conversation, dog. Thanks for coming to check out the show. Went to a show after we recorded the episode. I had a showcase that I did last, no, two weeks ago at um, Spoke uh, Apartments where there was um, a showcase with me and a few other comics. Ben came through and actually saw Zach O, who's another guy that's going to be doing some big things here in Chicago with comedy as well. So check them out on Instagram. Check out Ben at uh, Ben Noble Vision on IG. Again, like I said, check him out on YouTube. And I'm sure if you Google him, you can find his contact information where you'll be able to reach his manager directly or himself and able to get him on a show or something like that. But yeah, man, that was an interesting week that we've had here. I think, um, I don't know if I talked to y'all. I don't even know if I talked to y'all about LeBron going to L.A. Maybe I did. I don't really remember. But Kawhi still hasn't found a place. So that's interesting. I feel like I um, saw a couple of things come up where they're talking about him being traded to a few different teams. One that really interested me was DeRozan for Kawhi. That could be cool. Who knows? Might work, might not. But at the same time, interesting to see how that unfolds. Uh, what else? Some stuff in the news. Um, we found out Jamie Foxx, his uh, case with the dick slapping has been, uh, <laughs> that sounds weird to say. And when you see it come across your Twitter feed or anything on social media, it's actually pretty interesting, too, to see that. And you never think people have put those words together in a tweet, but it happened. Yeah, his incident is done. Um, yeah, they're done with that. Nobody's really talking about it, so I guess it's not a big deal anymore. Because I don't know. I don't know what the settlement was. I don't know what the case happened, what happened with the case or whatever. I just hope the, the dude didn't do it in a way. But at the same time, I feel like you really can't be mad at somebody for doing it. But, hey, I don't know. That might be problematic. So, as these Zemeros say, the problematic light. Yeah, what's up with me, man? Nothing much. Just wanted to um, make sure I got this episode out to you guys. Didn't really. It wasn't really a matter of taking a week off for me. It was more so the idea that you know I like to have each guest have their full week's time on the uh, on the feed, just so that everybody can check them out and really have time to listen. And I think that's kind of something special that I want to do with the show is just to let everybody know, hey, man, everybody's going to get their time to shine, you know. Everybody will get a full week. Everybody's going to be out there. Shit, you might be out there two weeks, depending on if I take a little vacay or chill out a little bit. You never know. But I just want everybody to have a great time. Um, 
with me doing the show or being on the podcast and two, just my whole deal as far as marketing goes and getting your information out there for people to check you out while we showcase your talent, your art or whatever you might have going on. And that leads me into my next guest, artist, creator. She says she is sometime rapper like Issa Rae, <laughs> uh, April Clark. Interesting thing about April, I've known April since I was in about high school. Really cool young lady. She went to Jones Commercial. I think she talks about that in this interview. She's also an artist. She works in the correctional um, facility where she's doing art, like teaching, and, and in a way it's like mentor. It's, it's a lot of different things. I don't want to give y'all too much information on that part because she talks about that a lot in this episode, and it really opened my eyes a lot to what she's doing. You know, one as a um, female artist, two, as a black female artist or strong black woman, as I say in this episode, and and being in that environment where you're working in a correctional facility, it's really interesting to see how that not only infect, Im- impacts you or affects you um, as an individual, but how does that affect your art? Um, we talk about that a little bit in this episode about how, you know, She's changed from really being not so much not affected, but she still feels it, but she's become more comfortable with the environment and more comfortable with, you know, letting the the, the young men that she works with um, know that, that she cares. And that comes a lot with the territory, one, um, and two, you know, and dealing with both the good and the bad. You know, she talks about different situations she's been in while she's worked there. And I don't want that to take up so much of it, but it's, like, so cool to see somebody say, hey, man, I'm a creator. I'm a creator. I'm an artist. I'm this and I'm that. I do this here. And I'm teaching and molding the youth, molding the future. You know, people who are in a situation where they're supposed to be getting rehabilitated and you're actually making an impact. Like, that's dope as fuck to see. Um, and it was dope to hear her story about it and just her whole experience with that. Um, we, we talk about her just being like a light or a beacon of hope for those young men. And when she gets into that aspect of the interview, when we talk about that, she is really talking a lot more about who she's becoming as a woman and how that entails her artistry and her outlook on life and her career. I feel like that is something that really just gave me it kind of gave me chills a little bit to see somebody who is taking a journey and then to be so vulnerable about it and talk about it. You know, we talk about the growth, you know, not taking work home. And, like, how do you get to that point? You know, like, that, that whole it's, – it's, it's a phase. Like, she went, she went through these phases and these levels and these stages about just really getting everything together in her mind about who she wanted to be as a woman and who she wants to be as an artist, who she wants to be as an entrepreneur, who she wants to be as a creator, who she wants to be overall, you know, just dealing with regular everyday people too. And we talk a lot about the impact that her art has had on like her friends and family and people she associates with, you know, how she's differentiated between um, who's going to be in that inner circle and who isn't. I know that's one thing that you see a lot on like social media. People talk about different things like how they circle got smaller and all this stuff like that. Like this is a live look in at an individual who really just took time to figure out who she was and it came through not only in her art but business, you know, everyday life. And I think this is a cool conversation, man. 
and, and, and she really just pushes this idea of, um, you know, self-love and self-discovery and knowing who you are and being comfortable with that and realizing like, hey, man, everybody is not going to like you. Everybody's not going to like your art. Everybody's going to not like you as an artist. They're not going to like you as a creator. They're not going like to like you as a painter. You know, all these different things and these different hats that we're wearing as individuals and people in the world just working around, walking around every day or whatever. You know, I think that was the kind of cool thing about this one. And again, it was even more impactful to me because I had known April for so long. And I know that's like a constant theme for me in every episode. It's just like talking to these different people and knowing them. And then, like, at the same time, not knowing them. Knowing a part of them uh, as a regular person and, and a, a friend or an associate or somebody that you just know of, you know, or, or a name you've heard. And then they become or they're becoming these individual people in a whole different realm that you had no idea about. And when I say realm, I mean whatever lane they're in. If it's entrepreneurship, if it's art, you know, if it's if it's rapping, if it's cooking, whatever it is, you know, fashion and all that stuff, you know, it's really cool to um, discover these people that you know and what they're about. But I think I've been talking a little bit too much. So uh, here's the episode. Don't forget to subscribe and review. Follow the show at It's Your World Pod. I-T-S-U-R, world, P-O-D, underscore. Here we go. Sorry for painting, man. Like, we were always doing this because I knew you when we were, like, 16, 17, yeah. but... Man, I've been always doing this. Like, since I was eight. Wow. So... Eight, I really knew, like, this journal I have here, I had several of these, like, mm. maybe about five growing up, Okay. and I would fill them up with faces and fashion designs, and that would just be me, but until I went to high school, that's when I was like, okay, let me see if I really got it, Okay. and I just studied all through high school, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna just do it, <laughs> So, where'd you go to high school? Jones. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So y'all got some pretty uh, elite alumni from. For real. <laughs> like, I feel privileged. Like yeah. I don't be judging folks, but y'all kind of y'all was doing something yeah. over there. It was That's really funny though because it's like all over the city. Sitting with April Clark, artists. I don't know what do you want to be called? Like just creator. <laughs> create. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> creator yeah. and just doing all these different things and. And I had no idea. Like, that's the funny part. And that's why I'm really enjoying doing these shows and these episodes with people because it's a lot of people that I know and some that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the people that I know is like, whoa, I had no idea you was doing this. That's awesome. And, yeah. it's, and, it's, and it's, it's cool to see people just be comfortable with it, yeah. even even if it's like a revelation to somebody else, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, because it's like, I've been, it's been a hidden thing. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know. Like, people walk in my house like, oh, you do all this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, as an artist, sometimes you being comfortable with your gift is complicated. Mm. Because growing up, everybody want me to draw, 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 draw. Right. And it's like, okay, but what if I don't want to draw? I okay. don't really want to draw. But then now, coming into knowing who I am, that I was created for this, it's like, okay, cool. But it's still, it's like a swinging thing. It's like, I, I so. want to do it. 
I want to be a baller. I want to be hot. You know, like I want to be a well-known artist, but it's like art is so intimate, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like some of this stuff is like you are coming into my world and I'm, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my stuff. Mm-hmm. You ever heard that line? Yeah. Like, that is how I feel. So, but coming from being a painter for the last year. Mm-hmm. So this it's, is only a year in the game, yeah, and this shit is dope. So I'm gonna ask you if I can take pictures of stuff. No, <laughs> I don't this mind. Shit is dope. I don't mind. Like it's not. It don't seem like you did this for a year, G. Like not not gassing you, not no yeah. bullshit. Like oh, this shit is dope as fuck. And then when I said that, she's yeah. got to have a shit. Like I really mean that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Especially yeah. like seeing the studio and everything. I'm like oh shit. Yeah. It. it it bothers it bothers me because it's like oh shit like literally like May first I moved in here mm. it'll be a year it just just made it that fast but it's like everything if I would have sold these paintings for people when they saw them I wouldn't have anything why you said it because it, it would be more money out of my pocket to make replicas mm. you know but learning to be an artist and how it jumped off so fast it was like I had to learn. <laughs> while I was going, mm. you know, like to paint and have my own stuff, my drawings and things, but to be a live painter, you know, to travel in to different states and cities and be on stages for three, four hours painting some of these things. It was like, okay, contracts, give me my money, you know, writing up contracts, calling lawyers immediately to try to get information so I can, you know, protect myself and then copyright mm. and everything else. So it's like, as an artist, I realized, okay, this stuff has to sit you know, accrue value. True. And for me to get my name out there so people can know, man, I want that. I want this. I want that. So, yeah. A year's time, I've learned a lot, but I feel like the next year is really when it's going to pop. Like... That's true. So, when you say replicas, are you just recreating everything that you've done already, or... Does everybody get a one to one? Because that's when you say accrued yeah. value. That's mm-hmm. that's the way you you can kind of skip that step and just yeah, be like, yeah. oh my shit is one to one. Yeah, and I and I think at this point in time, uh, there's three I just want to be one and one. Okay. Like there's um, two paintings I haven't replicated. Mm. Well, three paintings that I haven't replicated that are very well known that a lot of people know about, and I feel like those are going to be the ones that you know the originals will be just sold. There will be no replicas as far as prints or frame prints and none of that. It's just you're going to get the actual painting. Mm. So, like, accruing value, it's like, I think about Picasso, I think about all these dead artists that are dead and gone, but their work is like... They say you some people are worth more going. That's fucked up. It's a fucked up way. (laughs) But it's like, hey, I'm going to do that living. That's real. And, And I think that's where... When you talk about artistry and creativity and mm-hmm. being a creator, that's where, like, you kind of, um, we're kind of changing the game with that now. Mm-hmm. Because art can be dispersed so easily now. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you, you are, we're skipping that part where you have to die before your shit is done. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like appreciating people mm-hmm. um, for what they give the world. It's like, as an artist, like I said, like I said before, you come in and people know you for your gift and skill, and that's all they know you for. But that gift and skill, they don't realize what came before that. Mm-hmm. Like the the years of time, effort, craft, like studying to build up that skill. And it's like now you want me to give you a painting that's three feet by four feet for two hundred dollars? I don't think so. When I stood up on my feet for three hours straight and didn't, you know, really? move. Really? So it's like 
those people who really know about art and creativity are the people that admire it. And I'm waiting on those people. Mm. You know, a lot of people, this generation, we so, so fast to jump and just to get the clout and acknowledgement that we don't care who it's from. Mm. But me as a person, as an artist, it's like, nah. You know? I, need, I need my coins. Yeah, I need my <laughs> coins. Um, but it's, it's just support. Like, I would say as an artist, support is a little bit more important than necessarily selling everything. Because I'm like, I love being amongst my pieces. You know, I've gotten to the point where now it's like, now I can release them. Mm. You know, now I can like sell original off my wall, whatever. It is what it is. But the season when I was creating it was like, nope, it's my babies. That's true. It's my babies. Because you created it. Like, yeah. it's, it's like a, a baby, yeah. like a, a legitimate child. Like, you are so protective of it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, though, because I'm coming from a different type of art. Like, yeah. just like with comedy, is like, you say it, it's yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. do what you want to do with it. Yeah. Like, you like it? No, you don't. And that's that's one thing I wanted to ask you about, mm-hmm. just being so protective of it. Mm-hmm. Where did the shift come for you? Like, okay. after you have been putting in mm-hmm. all the work and doing everything, like, where did that shift come when you're just like, I'm ready to like let people see. It. <laughs> right. I'm ready to sell it. <laughs> I think it was just being secure as an artist, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like to be to know that you're an artist, but then to be known as, as an artist. Two different. That things. was the shift. It was like, okay, I got the gift. Like this is not the end. Like these series of paintings that I did, there's more to come. And it's like, okay, I can't be so codependent on these just these pieces that I did. And not really realizing that I'm going to get better mm-hmm. and realizing that I was made for this. You know, it was like that that identity piece mm-hmm. was so huge this year. It was like, okay, I moved off of a movement of faith to even come to this house. And then I did one piece. It was no furniture in here. I did one piece with my little table, TV, TV dinner table. This chair, one of these chairs we're sitting in, mm-hmm. and an air mattress, and I did one painting, and that painting was sold in the next two weeks. Wow. And then after that, just stuff just come, kept on coming, 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 coming. More paintings, more paintings. So I think the solidity in me as a person and me as an artist and being okay with who I'm supposed to be mm. helped me release that type of stuff. <laughs> I'm getting feelings and emotions like. <laughs> growing up and listening to you talk like that. No, for real. And that's one of the things about the show is like you have these conversations with people mm-hmm. and like you are expressing yourself right now. Yeah. When was the last time you really sat down and really appreciated just yeah. being it? Because we so we all in screens, we all mm-hmm. on the phones and shit like yeah. that. Like nobody really thinks like, man, to really just sit down and talk. Yeah. And, and how does that feel? You know, to say that out loud right now. I know, right? <laughs> Um, I feel like it's a long time coming, but I don't think anything is given by mistake. I don't think anything mm. comes by mistake. You know, like the season where I was at, like maybe about five months has been since the top of January. I stopped painting. Mm. Like I didn't do live performances. Like my live, my first live performance in five months was last weekend. Wow. So, but I did two in two week, you know, in a weekend and it was like, okay, now the doors are opening again for the right set of people, mm-hmm. for the right area, for the right arena in the right time. So it's like to express it, it's it's like, I don't know. It's just like a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, a baby, it takes a baby nine months. And then after that, okay, it's ready to come out and it's ready to cry and it's ready to, to live. live. So it's like for me to tell it, it's, it's the time. I don't really care. I'm a, I'm a very open person. Mm-hmm. So as an artist, we're sensitive. You know, we're sensitive. I don't think... 
I think there's power in transparency because there's so many people out here that do not express what they want to express. And, and like that was that's a part of things that I'm doing here is asking people about how culture and influence mm-hmm. and, and then this thing we got we call image. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking to people or I've had conversations if you're listening to this <laughs> about how image is real to some, but it's not real to others. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean, an image is something that you can see. Some Like, if I were to follow your personal Instagram page, mm-hmm. will I know you're a painter? Right. You, you um, know, do you put that out there that way? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then there's an true. exclusivity that goes along with it where you're mm-hmm. like, you know what? Maybe I want people to follow this page and know me as April, but yeah. then I want people to follow my painting yeah, page okay, and know okay, me okay. as artist. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And so you would never know if you just follow your personal IG page. You would never know that if you just follow my personal uh, Instagram page as opposed to my comedian or my mm-hmm. podcast page that, you know, damn, this dude has done all these different things, you know. How does it feel to get to this point where you are confident in your artistry and your work as a creator and also who you are as just April Clark. April Clark. <laughs> the right. woman. Right? Like. <laughs> the strong black woman. It's like. mind-blowing. Like, just to sit in who I am, because it's, it's years of the battle of, okay, let me move and navigate through life for other people. Mm. Let me make people comfortable. Really? It was years of me sitting on this talent because I felt as though if I broadcast it, it'll, it'll offend people. It has offended people. Like, it's offended people that was closer to me than a brother, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like now, it's like I'm for none. Mm-hmm. If you for me, you for me. I made a Facebook status yesterday. I said, I'm kind of tired of a fake. I will, I will categorize you in three different sectors in my life. Business, associate, and forever. Because... Mm-hmm. I'm about to be 30 in a couple of years. I don't have time to be playing with people, but it's more over understanding how I fit within myself, but understanding how I fit outside. Mm-hmm. And how me as a person, April Clark, was always going to be an artist. Yeah. You know, always going to be a creator. Always just creating and doing something. Because for me, it was like a, a balance. It kind of centered me. So growing up young... Two, a brother and a sister, but I, w- I was the youngest one. So mm-hmm. I grew up in the house by myself. Brother, 16 years older, my sister living somewhere else, and art was my friend. Mm-hmm. So art was a way of me solidifying myself, expressing myself, and being myself. So now for me to, to separate between April Clark and the artist is extremely important because... Back then, it's like I saw my worth as just me being an artist and not my worth as me being April Clark. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm more than my art. You know, I'm funny. I make people laugh. You know, I I love. You know, I, I'm an innovator. A teacher, too. I'm a, yeah, I'm a Don't teacher. forget, so, that's really important yeah, to me, just so you know. <laughs> it's like I sacrifice a lot. And it's like I really, at this point in time, I want to learn how to merge the two. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just say... If anything, I'm April Clark. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to come across, even as my name, April Clark Art, it's just like I have to be okay with being April first, first and foremost. And I would say in the last year of creating everything, but then in that same year, understanding who I was to a whole different level mm-hmm. and becoming love. Like people say they love, but to become love in this year for myself was something that was a creative piece that's not on the canvas. You know what I'm saying? 
a lot of people, we just, we put stuff on the can- canvas. A lot of things that happen in our heart, our soul, our mind as artists, we put it out on the canvas. Mm-hmm. But this journey, if I was to have a, um, a vlog about it, it'll be a huge piece of craziness, ups and downs, but ultimately what was needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And to be okay with April Park in 2018 on June 30th, 2018. <laughs> to the date. Like, to the date. Like, literally, like, last year, something broke mm. to the point of, okay, April, you're April. Be okay with it and love it. And that's, that's, that's funny because I think that um, a lot of the stories mirror each other, the mm. people that I've sat down and talked to, and the thought of, uh, what someone might think about what you're doing, mm-hmm. what someone yep. might say Man. about what you're doing, it's, it scares me a little bit. Again, I had this conversation last night. I'm talking to my stepdad. Like, Man. dude, sometimes I never thought about that shit. It never really mattered to me. And yeah. people are like, man, I didn't know you felt that way, JB. I didn't know you was like that. Like, what, like, what do you mean I was like that? Like, I love you to death. Like, you, you friends, you family, you people, you my people. But your opinion was never really that important sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you say you, you're differentiating between people, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about all this stuff, like love, mm-hmm. trust, and yeah. all everything. Like, I can trust you with certain things, yeah. but not everything. Very true. I can love you right in front of you, yeah. and I can love you from afar. Yeah. That is a test of my discipline yeah. on how to deal with it's you true. as an individual. I learned that, too. <laughs> Man, and I think that's the art of life. Mm. Like, being an artist, our subject is life. True. You know, and the lessons that we learn, it's so cool to be able to capture it as, like, written. So, like, you say, why you got your journal? Because it's like, Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that we do, it comes from words that were either spoken or never spoken. So... But I really want to talk about that image thing because it's important to me. But it's 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 important to me, and the scary thing is to me, and I say scary is because when you realize somebody doesn't think the same way you do, and mm-hmm. I know people be like, oh well, everybody ain't the same. But like yeah. some people out there think people are the same. That how boring mm-hmm. would life be if everyone was the same? It's scary. How monotonous mm-hmm. would life be if, like, if we, like, you, you <laughs> like hey. we all the same. There's no I'm variety. Good. There's like that is that, and like I like I said, that thought process of like the image to me was like thinking about shit that I've done in the past, said, mm-hmm. just said out loud, and yeah. like people, like you said, people seem like they offended, mm-hmm. and but you're offended by me saying what I said, mm-hmm. but are you upset that I'm not offended what you said? Right. Are you trying, is it tit for tat or, you know, and like I said, with this image thing, I'm like, image is not real. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it is. It is because people see you and blah, 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 Like the Drake album, it's a lot of like, heard you haven't heard it, but there's a line where he <laughs> says something like, um, it's a few of them. It's one song that I didn't think it's deeper. It's, it's music, but it's mm-hmm. deeper than people think. Like, yeah. it's just like and he okay. says, um, like he knows a girl that's happily married until she picks up her phone. Now, what does that line mean to you? It could just say it means what it says, right? Yeah. But if you think about that, you happily married to somebody, but who are you holding on to in the past that you watching yeah. do something? Yeah. <laughs> who Ooh. who like that makes you unhappy with where you are right now? And, and even when you talk about love and different things like this, like 
like you said, words and everything. Had this conversation with another guy <laughs> interview, talking about how dense and complex people expect you to be. I was a former athlete, mm-hmm. seemed to have everything that everybody else wanted. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be able to think. I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to be able to feel. I'm not, you know, love. You talk about marriage and everything like that. But marriage is important, but it's also a very intricate system. Not I haven't even been married, but I think my thought process is this. You are loving someone even though you know they're going to die. We all are going to die, right? Mm -hmm. But you're taking a commitment to say, I'm going to be with this person even though I know Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is going to happen. Like, that's that's a big thing. Commitment. That's That's, a huge step. (laughs) That's huge, but... Do you think about it that way? Or people, some people, like they said, what well, you said with image and what people don't think, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to get married just because that's what everybody else is doing. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody else is doing that. So no, I think I see it as a way of solidifying love or mm-hmm. perfecting love. Like, a lot of people, like, I came from church, you know, mm-hmm. so church, everybody got to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stigma in the church with especially black women the black church it was like women have to get ready to be found and it was like they totally neglected the men and they told they totally kind of twisted people's mind frame to say that this woman had to prepare herself and be perfect for an imperfect man or a perfect man i'm not saying this you know, <laughs> i can't even say because because we live in this society where everybody got something to say everybody got opinions and men speak for women and women would speak for men i'm like you know what like, if I had to choose in thinking about this thing, like, you see a lot of this stuff, battle the sex and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. so I'm like, dude, I don't even want to, like, so I might fo- unfollow people mm-hmm. because, like, I don't really want to hear y'all talk about this. Like, well, you don't care with me and you don't care. I just feel like. I'm worried about myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I don't really care about you right now. I'm living my life for me. You and, know? and that's one of the intricate things about being with someone and being an artist. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, or being mm-hmm. a creative, yeah. it's like, man, you know, I have to make certain sacrifices. Yeah. And I used to go text you before we sat down. Like, mm-hmm. man, you know, if you don't want to do it today, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. But I, I was joking. But I'm like, yeah, I had to do some yard work. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> but, but like, I know if my girl come home with that grass ain't cut. She's like, oh, what happened? Yeah. So, who? <laughs> 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 But you gotta make different sacrifices yeah. and everything. But again, like I said, that's the type of image I care about. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. that so that person, and it's like so it's that exclusivity. Mm-hmm. It's like so dealing with the image. It's like moreover, I think the image really needs to be solidified within the person. True. Like I said, if you're okay and confident in yourself and who you are as a person, other people's opinions should not matter. And that's the wavelength that I'm on right now. Mm. Being 27, it's like, okay, it's about that time. Yeah. Or just having students who don't know who they are, that's extremely and, and lost. And that's why I said that's really important that you are able to sit down and talk mm-hmm. to these kids. Yeah. And even if it's just being there. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's just being there. Yep. Sometimes and just seeing your face every day. True. You never know the significance of seeing a person yeah. or the significance of hearing a voice. Yeah. And like, and I think about where I was as a kid, and really just putting things together, mm-hmm. thinking, you know, being reflective almost, yeah. and like being like, damn, like that person really meant a lot to me. Or I took something that that person said to me, mm-hmm. and it stuck with me yeah. for life. <laughs> yeah. Like, how does that feel to be in a way molding our future? Man, 
It is the best thing ever. Mm. Like, I was talking to my friend yesterday. I was like, you know, he, he, came, he gave me this analogy. He said, you're a light and you're going in one of the darkest places. Mm. And he, he said, you're doing good work, but know that you're light. You're this amount of light in such a large room. So if I take 10 steps forward, your light is going to be still there, but I'm not going to see it as strong as I used to. Mm -hmm. And so he says, you need to start navigating outward to a different arena at this point in time. But it's like, don't tell me what to do because I love my job. So I work within the correction facility. Wow. So I work with youth that... I think, yeah, she did tell me. ...are going... That are lost. That are, like, was me. It could be me and you in there right now. Like, True. it's that simple. But it's because of not knowing who we were at a young age. We don't know. We, we're, I'm still growing to know who I am as a person. In the next five years, I'm going to change. My thoughts and my mindset is going to change. But I believe my heart and soul will be solidified. But those people, those young men in there that I teach every day, they're looking for love. Mm-hmm. They want to be loved. And they want to have love that stands, that is loyal. Like, that loyalty is one of the huge things for them. Mm. Like, there's one student, he, I said I was going to sing him happy birthday for his birthday. And he was like, man, Ms. Clark, you, you, didn't, you didn't come through for me. You didn't sing me happy birthday. I'm like, man, I totally forgot. But the simple things matter to them the most. And I also promised him come out, come to my after school. His office was like, you said it. You got to do it. You got to do it. So I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a woman of my word. Those simple things matter for them. And it, it's taught me that life is so simplistic. But it's everybody just, wants to complicate it. It's, it's never been. It, life is hard, but life is easy. Yeah. Life is rough, but, but life is smooth. It's, but if you simplify it to, like I said, just seeing you. Yeah. Like, that if I'm locked mind. up and it's like I have no like not even I haven't even been to jail but mm-hmm. like, but it's easy for me to take my mind mm-hmm. and put myself in this place where I'm in a what eight by four cell or whatever mm-hmm. it is and just being like I have no recollection of the outside world no matter how how long I've been there but I can see somebody come in from the outside. It matters so much and it's it's like it was some days where I wouldn't go to work. And I would feel bad because mm-hmm. like, they're not coming off these tears, you know, and they're, they got to sit on these hot, funky tears and deal with ignorance. And it's like this is their opportunity to have their mind refreshed as as a still a youth, 18 to 21. That's how old they are. And the art classroom, every time people walk past my art classroom, they're like, they're always at work. I'm like, because it's a different setting. It's it's a place where they can be free. There's no mm-hmm. boundaries, you know. It's a place where they could create, get in touch with that part of themselves that they lost so early because they had to grow up so fast. Mm-hmm. So to be there, I, I love my job. Like, to never know one to be in jail, now I'm teaching them one. And I saw three people I knew in the last six years Damn. come in and out of there. It was like, okay. Like, it's divine. Like, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. My first three years was rough. Like the rough, it was like, I done got slapped upside my face, uh, talked about, called bitches, everything. Like everything was like, I'm just trying to be great. I'm just trying to make you great. But it was like, okay, I understand. These people are hurting like hell. And after a while, I was like, you choose your battles. It's that image. Um, these people don't know me. I'm coming in there trying to change stuff, make stuff new. But I have to know my place and position. Mm-hmm. 
and I will be vulnerable enough to be their punching bag for a day. Hey, but I'm not going to take offense for it. It's nothing personal towards me. It's everything that has to do with you. And until I learned how to separate that and be okay with it, it was like, okay, I love my job. So this shit has helped you yeah. a lot. It's really. helped me love. <laughs> it's helped me love a lot. Like, all right, I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you later. Like, you have a day, you, go, you can go back. But that's the funny thing, too. I remember doing like uh, the Explorers mm-hmm. and like Pure Jury. I don't know if you ever heard of that oh, before. Okay. So we would have kids come in who had like minor offenses, mm-hmm. but they would be like oh, yeah. 10 years yeah. old, like 14. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to a kid and we were just talking. We weren't saying like what we're going to make them do. We didn't right. give them no sense. And it would be like uh, community service. Okay. Like you got to go and <laughs> like uh, do work after school. If you did something okay. to a teacher or something, you got to go work with that teacher and then talk to you, stuff like that, right? And this kid was just not listening, not listening, like had this attitude. And I can see the anger and everything mm-hmm. out of him. And he was not responding to us. And I was like, it was all of us. And it was like maybe 10 or 12 of us all mm-hmm. in there. And I was like, just leave, bro. Go home. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be here? Go home. Yeah. Go home. And the director came to me. He was like, after that, he's like, I want you to step outside and let him go back in. I'm like, so you mad at me right. for giving him what he seemed to have wanted? He's like, no, but you just can't make decisions for everybody like that. But no, everybody seemed like they didn't know what the fuck to do right. in that situation. <laughs> like, uh, but like, go home because mm-hmm. we're trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't do what we say, yeah. then you're going to end up going to jail. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately, they just go put you in the system. Yeah. And we're here to try to help you. But yeah. people don't understand that. And it took me a while, like you said, mm-hmm. to be like, all right, you got to talk to them. Let them get all the anger and everything yeah. out and then yeah. go through it. But... How does that affect you with your work? Hmm. Seeing that, is it just, is it giving you inspiration? I know sometimes you might probably come home and just be like, that little ass kid said this to me. Like, I'm a grown ass woman. <laughs> you just go make an angry painting or no, something. <laughs> I would say in the last two years, I haven't done that. Mm. It was, it, I don't know what shifted, mm-hmm. but I would say, I think this shifted. Me, me actually doing something for myself. So being an educator is like, even though I'm an art educator, it was like everything was about my students. Everything was about work. But until last year when I had an out myself of creating for myself, with myself, doing stuff I wanted to do and exercising the skill I had, it was like, that stuff don't matter. You know, when I clock in, that's when it matters the most. Mm -hmm. When I'm out of here, I'm out of here. I used to carry work home. But... Now it's like, nope, I'm not carrying home. Like, I don't even think about it. Like, if, the, if stuff happens, I don't even trip anymore. So it's like, I I know I've grown. I've matured a lot because I don't I don't take it. I don't, the personal, I don't take it personal. Like, that place has truly shown me how to love. And like, the funny thing is sometimes, like, the kid reacted and was just, like, shocked that I said that. Mm-hmm. But the thought was, like... You just want attention. Yeah. You just want yeah. somebody. To so validate. you didn't care exactly yeah. how it came. If it was mm-hmm. negative, it was. Mm-hmm. You just they actually listening to me. Like, yeah. You know, like you know, what is it like when you realize that for some of those kids? Because I feel like that could that's, be that's a lot. <laughs> you know, like I have a student, and it's like he does stuff just to get attention. I'm like, if don't sit your big head so <laughs> down somewhere, I see you. Okay, <laughs> hey. <laughs> It's like I know they're really yearning for attention, mm-hmm. and it's like I told, I shared with them the other day. I'm like, ADHD is real, mm-hmm. ADD is real, and you have to understand the definition of that word. 
a lot of us grew up without the the necessary attention and nourishment and all that type of stuff. So I see you. And I will see you even more if you do your work that I gave you. Again, just you breaking know? it down. Attention deficit yeah. disorder. There's a deficit in attention that this yeah. person is getting. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why they lash out. That's why they act out. That's why so much about clout, guns, clothes, drugs, this persona that they're putting on to be acknowledged mm-hmm. and get the clout. Everybody likes, 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 likes. They're paying right there. I had a conversation with somebody and like, would you want clout or respect? I said, I want respect. I don't know much about no clout. <laughs> I don't know much about it. Man, respect is worth so much more. And they don't realize that they're disrespecting their identity and themselves Mm -hmm. when it's more about clout than about their souls, about their hearts, how they carry themselves. So that attention deficit is like how I deal with that or how I deal with how they navigate through not having the the things that they need. It's just I sit and I talk to them. Mm -hmm. What's going on with you? How's your daughter? Anybody here got kids? So what y'all, you know, what's your goals? What, what are you starting to rewire your mind in here? Real. You know, what do you need? What are you about? What? Do you, okay, they'll sit there and talk about drugs. I said, you know what? Stop right now. Like I don't want to hear it because you come in here and you complain about being in jail, but you're sitting here engaging talking about the shit that got right. you in there. It's like double negative. Stop. <laughs> like wake the hell up. And and it's like I'm real with them. It, I, I'm the youngest teacher in there. Mm. it's like what five eight five to eight years difference with a lot of them or ten years ten years um and I just keep it real that's the only way that I can help them with that attention deficit because it's like I have something in common with them Mm -hmm. I was seeking out attention you know being a young black woman not having a father growing up you know having that attention or having that part of my identity identity solidified through a male that loved me and cared for me, which it wasn't there, a lot of my students don't have that same thing. They don't have a male example to show them how to be a man. Mm-hmm. So how they acted out may be different than me, but we're in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And it's like now me being successful and doing what I have to do, it's like, okay, I'm here for a reason. It's either you're going to divinely understand and see it, or you're going to sit here and you're just going to have to go through it without the wisdom that I'm trying to give you. and just going to get it a little later. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten to the point where I can't force feed you this. It's either you're going to be receptive and hear it. Or you're like, yeah, right, Miss Clark, you're right. Or one day I'm going to see you in the street and you're like, yeah, hey, Miss Clark. You know, until then, it's like I've gotten used to being okay with just doing my job, being me, mm-hmm. and showing them how they can be them. So you find, like that's 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 a lot, and I think as an artist you're still finding your identity yeah, too, and then you're actually helping other people. Do you think that made you become more vulnerable with yourself as oh, an individual to say, "Well, I'm telling these people"? Like I had an incident at work, and I was telling a young lady that was going through something at work to do this, do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, my nigga, if you go tell her to do that, then you gotta do right. that too. You know, yes. so like, yeah. <laughs> It checks me. It checks me. But I would definitely say now the things that I do tell them, it's like I really have to do it. Mm. And I don't... It's like I've grown up so fast in the last two years. It was like, okay. Everything that I tell them is for their good. Mm. You know, I'm not going to lie to them. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. But it, it has helped me more accountable, you know, to... To have them see what I'm doing, I bring my, the outside in. Mm-hmm. So they call 
the outside every day we walk out we get to our cars our phones they call it the world and then they call inside the wall so I try to bring the world inside to them as much as possible to show them that stuff ain't stuff is not changing that much not that fast and they're really not missing out on anything because mm. if they don't know who they are they're just going to follow the leader mm-hmm. and they're just going to get lost in the sauce <laughs> you know they're going to get lost in the sauce so to bring the outside in it's like I just try to introduce to them like be the best you like this is what I'm doing. They're like, man, it's Clark, I'll buy that. I'll do this. You know, you, how do you get a, how do you get a logo? How do you get a website? It's like, now I want to bring them to a point of learning how to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Understanding their skill set and how to expound on that and be great because they're going to have X's on their background. You know, and that's going to be I mean, more difficult. You got one right from birth. If you're a black yeah. male. Yeah, you I do. Mean, and, and again, I think... It's shit that you always have to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, just stupid yeah. shit that's happened to me. Even though, like, that image. Mm-hmm. So, you only yep. pay attention yep. to one side of things. That You know me, but you just act like that shit didn't happen. You know, like, just getting pulled over for no reason. Yeah. Or somebody just saying something to you. You're like, what up? Mm-hmm. They're like, we gonna do this. We gonna Like, you gotta fight even though you don't yeah. want to. You gotta... It's a lot of shit that people went through, and because you only pay attention to one side mm-hmm. of it, the image. Yep. So we own that today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, it really, it really, it means a lot to me that I'm sitting here talking to you, and you actually doing that for those yeah. kids. And to be a black woman and doing it is even more important yeah. too, because True. now we're in this age where it's like. Again, like I said, the battle of the sexes. Black men want to talk about black women. It's like you know what? I used to be upset sometimes, right. but then I think about it like. My nigga, like, black women have done a lot for you, G. They have done it. Like, I am the man I am today. Yes. Hugely in part, like, mm-hmm. to black women and black men. Like, even if they weren't related to me, mm-hmm. just somebody, like you said, what you're doing, taking the time to just be like, hi. Yeah. How are you? Yep. <laughs> you good? Mm-hmm. Don't do this. Do that. Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't want to do it, that's probably what you're going through with them. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this. Quite like, just do it. I'm telling you, it's going to yeah. work out for you. Cause that's all. That's all it is. It's perseverance. I tell them, mm. you complete this. They always say when I start a sign or something new, I can't do it. I said, don't say you can't before you discover you that you try. can. You did you try? Like that's why you stopped <laughs> learning who you were. You just settled for who they call you. I can't me. do it. I can't be me. I yeah. gotta do what they want me to do. I'm just gonna stay in the streets. You know, it's easy. Money come fast. You know, I'm like you've given up. You're giving. It. I mean, <laughs> I think honestly, because I know how the world works. Mm-hmm. I think talking to a young cat, if I was sitting in front of a guy like that, I would say, "Hey, if this is working for you now, mm-hmm. okay, let's just say mm-hmm. this is working for you now. You got a five year plan to sell dope and do yeah. whatever. What's your exit strategy? If you tell me a casket, then I don't know what." To do. Hey, look, they got a deal on those at Costco if you want to go pick one that, up. Though. If you want to go pick one up, you can go do that right now. Go get your plot. That's your exit strategy. That's true, but it don't have to come with your place in the game. And I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying I know people out there be struggling. I know that's a person's yeah, survival. Yeah, that's true. life for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they have to do to live. But what's your exit strategy? Yeah. If you apply that same thought process that people on Wall Street are doing, the CEOs of these companies are yeah. doing, 
I mean, hey. The safe way. So I'm just saying. Your life, you know, so you can continue to live life. But, yeah, I mean, how how is that just getting that, you know reality is out there, but when it's right in front of you, like. <laughs> like, the other day I got real upset. I was like, you know what? I come here every day. Y'all want to sit here and act a fool? Sit down and shut up. <laughs> they all, like, little kids. I said, I want the best for y'all, but y'all got to want it for y'all selves. So. Mm. But one thing you're going to do, you're going to respect my classroom, you're going to respect my space. Because mm. y'all come for your cursing, doing what y'all have y'all background. I don't try to change that. I'm just trying to make you better. Mm-hmm. But chill out. Remain teachable. That's what I always tell them. I say remain teachable. No matter what type of education you get, have your ears open to be able to be taught something new. Because if you don't, you're just going to rise up. Your, your pride, your ego going to rise up and you just... Hard, hard head, make a soft ass. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to keep on. It's a revolving door in here. I said, you want these tears with these older men that were you? Never learn. Never learn. Because they say, oh, I'm going I'm to kick it for two more years. <laughs> and it's like, don't gamble with your life. So, I mean, it's a blessing mm-hmm. to really be there and to do it. Because I, I, I remember being around 8 to 10. And I said, I want to be a teacher. Mm. never thought about it after that but my mom was a nurse I'm like man I can't do blood things I can't do that <laughs> like I'm a little too sensitive but you in a way still around yeah, though. <laughs> I really, like, <laughs> it came full circle it like. did. but it's it's cool cause growing up and seeing the teachers that I had I told them I said parents are some of your first teachers mm. and they're teachers that really matter and, and creating a strong foundation but to be a teacher um, like like myself now and looking back at the teachers I had, it's like, okay, I see where they're coming from. I see the power in a teacher mm-hmm. that even though a teacher, I'm, I'm a teacher, but I'm, I'm an auntie, I'm a sister, I'm mm-hmm. a counselor, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a cook. I'm, you know, I, I, I provide you with stuff that you need because a teacher is just love. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Like teachers just love give you what you need at the point in time that you need it to help you see help see you grow. Yeah. So shifting and moving on. Uh, what's the plan? What's Man. the what's the next move? Like what are you what are you thinking about? Right now the next move is design, fashion. I got somebody I can link you up with. Yeah. You got a few people mm-hmm. actually. For real. Like <laughs> I need that. Um painting. I'm still paint, but yes. Before painting, I was always a designer. Mm. As far as logos are concerned, working on a couple logos and flyers for people. I just like to make stuff look good. Mm. I like to look good. So, um, I created a line called Create. So, I'm just ready to move forward and be in that scene of entrepreneurship more Mm. in the vein of what's popping right now. Which is apparel, people like shirts. Shirts will never go out of style. Mm-hmm. T-shirts and statements and things like that. So I want to do gallery work, get my stuff in the gallery, finally have another show. So last year in July, I had my first show, July 11th. And so I'm thinking, you know, about having another show soon. Be going to Philly to have a pop-up gallery mm-hmm. um, with a group called Divine Works. And then I'll be going to Greece for like a break, like a brief like vacation to help my mind and my eyes get refreshed. So, yeah. but I just want to really, I don't know, the design and fashion is my tip right now. 
in right. educating people mm-hmm. about art in a cool way. Okay. In what way is that? What's your what's your what's your angle? Because I feel like the cool thing that I remember about teachers growing up is everybody had something mm-hmm. that stuck out. Mm-hmm. If it was something just about that person, or it was a way of teaching, you know, yeah. you know, what's just give us a like a inside scoop on your style. <laughs> so my style is words. Okay. So I studied Latin in high school, and I really mm-hmm. liked it, and I understand the derivatives of words and where they came from. And so when I hear words, it's like, oh, okay, I make the connection real quick. So Twitter, Facebook, it's full of words. People just putting stuff out there, speaking. And it's like, as far as art is concerned, it's a lot of vocab. My, a lot of people think art is just creating paint and stuff like that. But before you create and paint, you have to understand. And so um, how I want to come with words is teaching people. I don't know if you ever heard of the elements of art. Mm-hmm. There are seven elements of art. So I like numbers and words. Mm-hmm. So that's how I want to come across to the world because... I'm a, I'm a person of faith, mm-hmm. but learning the world and learning about God and learning about how things were created, since I'm a creator of the ultimate creator, it's like we have to understand creation and break it down. So the elements of art is line, shape, color, value, texture, space, and color. Mm. That's everything. Line as far as the lines in life, boundaries, you know, color, how you present yourself. Are you drab? Are you dry? Are you mm. full of life? Shape. What's shaping me? You know, so at this point, it's like I want to write books and educate people on the theology or the mindset behind some of the paintings that are done or what life is about in an artistic way. Because we we can go to the psychological books. We can go to the self-help books. But this is the year of the creative. This generation is extremely creative. And to put art and life together, that's how I want to do it with elements of art, principles of design, um, numbers and the significance of numbers and how how it how we can be in tune with creativity just by images, symbols, and words. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I want to come across mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. Influences, you know, yeah. other than the kids that you talk to every day. Mm-hmm. What are you listening to? What are you reading? Uh, what pushes you? What inspires you to just get up and paint? Man, so what I've been listening to for the past five months is Pandora. Pandora introduced me to this guy named Masego. Okay. Dope artist. And I listen to him. I listen to Chloe and Haley. I listen to Drake. You know, I'm listening to a lot of sounds, but I'm also listening to just instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Like, I freestyle sometimes. I feel you. I'll be like, I know I'll be looking crazy at the car. Just be, mm-hmm. I'll be yeah. Like, just rap. <laughs> These sounds help influence movement. Mm. So, other than that, books, this book um, that I started to read is The Perfect You. Mm. by um, Dr. Caroline Leaf and it, it correlates with the book that I'm getting ready to write so oh. I'm an author too damn <laughs> so I'm, I mean this this journey that I've been on is self discovery mm. and self love and knowing who you are and being confident in who you are and I feel like it's a huge percentage of the generation that is struggling with that right now and so the influences that I'm listening to as far as music, what I'm watching, Netflix, I've been watching 13 Reasons Why. So it's like I'm going even deeper into I kind of worry about that show, but you it's gotta, hard. <laughs> I, I, I had to stop. Because people, five, I think it two. gives young people an example to follow, and I don't yeah. like that. I mean, I get it, an example, but 
a very weird example to follow. But it's the truth because it's like kids that are like 12 are struggling with depression because the exactly. image. So it's like if that young lady in that show, she didn't, she wasn't validated. Like she was looking for validation. Mm-hmm. But it, she was looking at it for from other people before it was herself. herself. And it was it, likes. Everybody on Instagram, your, your value is <laughs> solidified in the likes. Like that pain right there. The like that truly matters. That's the pain that I'm taking to Philly. Because the like that truly matters is the like that it comes from the creator who created you. Mm-hmm. And to only to only know about the creation that you were created to be is to get in tune with the creator that created you. Like I can't identify a potter can't identify with its base or its pot that it made if it doesn't know that it made it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know my mama if I ain't grow up with her know what she looked like. So it's like this world has captivated people's attention to become what they want them to become mm-hmm. before a person gets to the opportunity of to create themselves. Yes. I was just thinking about that, putting on a hat today. I put on one hat, I was like, nah, that's not it. But even the one <laughs> I got on now, it's like this camouflage Blackhawks hat. Mm-hmm. I'm on the fucking south side of Chicago. <laughs> Where and, and like people have said shit to me about my style and everything. It's like that ain't even cool. Like you still wearing heel fig. I'm like, it's cool to be. It's cool to be. I like right. I like how I look with it all. Well, it don't, it don't look good to me. Well, I'm not really trying to impress you, so <laughs> it's like I always been like that. <laughs> like, why do it matter now? Yeah, I don't know. where people's eyes lie. I think mm. that's what matters too. Cause it was a point where last year my eyes got sick because I kept on looking at stuff that pissed me off. <laughs> you just get mad by looking at it. Like, like, no, seriously, like my eyes blew up, like allergic reaction. Oh shit. Like it was like spiritual and natural mixed together. And you're just like, Ugh. No, seriously. It was like one day I was just looking, I'm like, you know, I'm tired of looking at this. And it just kept vexing me. I just kept on looking at it like, are you serious right now? Next day, I woke up. My eyes was crazy, and just spiritual. It was like, cause you're looking at bullcrap. Stop. You, you're steady focusing on this. You distracting yourself from the stuff you need to be focused on. Like I think about this stuff, and like have like I write a lot about being like hopefully being blessed to be a parent soon mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And I think about it like. Oh, when you say keep it real, like mm-hmm. I am legitimately going to raise my children like that. Mm-hmm. People say, like, Oh, you say you're just like, no. no. I experienced things in my life and it's like, what did I do when I did not like that experience? Mm-hmm. I did not do it again. Mm-hmm. What did I do if I did not like seeing what I saw on the internet? I didn't look at it anymore. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, just mm-hmm. shit that you see people say about like cyberbullying and all that mm-hmm. stuff. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. But what could you do to avoid it? Just close the app. Yeah, stay off of it. Well, I gotta see this, and like you said, I gotta be involved. Yeah. Like, no. Do you have to do that? Codependency. Do you have to be on it all the time? I, I had some friends once was like, man, you know, just you addicted to social media, just stay off of it. You don't think you, I can? I don't think you can stay off of it. I would delete the app right now, and I won't be on social media. No, you lying. I just deleted it. Like, right. you think that's normal that you can do that? You just challenged me right. to do. It. <laughs> And if I did, because I'm without my phone for six hours of the day. And then when I, I get out, everybody like, why are you on your phone? Because I ain't have my phone, phone for six, six hours. hours. <laughs> you got your phone all day. You can pick it up when you want. I can't. So when I'm with you, I'm still present, but 
I'm an artist. I got to check emails, you know? I have to look at what's popping. What, gotta, what content am I going to get? Gotta, right, you got to post it on there. Like, that's the one thing that I would tell anybody that's going to start anything off. You got to be willing to discipline yourself mm-hmm. because if you're going to be doing it, like, I sometimes I don't even want to post shit on yeah, social media. Me. I'm like, damn, I do not want to be looking at the screen right now. Yeah. But if you want to get your name out there, you want to mm-hmm. get your art out there, you want Just people to know you put something new up, mm-hmm. you have to do it. You want to market it, yeah. you have to do it. Mm-hmm. So it ain't going to work unless you do it. Sure. But you also got to be like, okay, I don't need this right now. Yeah. And I did that for five months. And just finds like, just now, cutting the grass, like the other night, I ain't got nothing to do. Well, you could be right. Well, I didn't want to write. Okay, you don't want to write. All right, we'll go clean out the garage then. You got something to do. Like, like you know what I'm yeah, saying? You gotta <laughs> find a way to do different things. But um, one thing that I ask each guest is like three things that they would tell a new entrepreneur, creator, writer, author, whatever they are. You know, what are three things you would tell a young person that's starting out right now that may not even know they have this gift to do whatever it is they're going to do um, in the future? Have fun. Don't be so serious. Mm. Um, Because that will hinder growth. Because it's it's a time and place to be serious, but you gotta you gotta learn that Mm -hmm. because you're that image thing. You're putting yourself out there, but you shouldn't change who you are to appease the image that you think should be out there. So have fun, be you. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly. Discipline, like you said, discipline is extremely important in having faith and understanding that it's a growing process. To get your name out there takes time and discipline. And just to discipline yourself and care enough about who you create to be as an entrepreneur is the most important thing. Um, And don't be afraid of making mistakes and having to stop and start again Mm -hmm. because failure will come. Mm -hmm. Failure will come. So just know that failure is not the end. It's actually helping you become more successful. So that's those three things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing, mm-hmm. most people don't like doing this, but so I'm like a Kanye stan. Like, I love Ye. Like, I don't know why. Ye, like, I don't have a problem with Ye either. Wow. I did not expect that response. I mean, people got on him so hard, but it's like coming from where I'm coming from, the people that I'm around. This is he's a mastermind. <laughs> like this, this man is a genius. You really believe that? Cause so many people just like, oh, he's just saying crazy shit and blah blah blah. But like, and he's getting your attention. You still talking about? Him. Like I said, <laughs> if you don't like him, stop talking about him. If you don't like him, stop looking to see what he exactly said. What, what he wants you to do? do. <laughs> he's stupid. Like what? People get so upset and have these rants on social media. This man don't even care. Just like he'll know Trump. you. He don't know you. Think about Trump. Trump is doing the same thing, you know, but it's a black person who people got so much thought and insight about his life or the decision that he made. It's like, like you said, the X on your back, just being a black man, the black people just tearing him down. Just, I mean, just leave the man alone. Let him do him. <laughs> you are not Kanye. You will never be Kanye. That's true. You will never know what it feels like to be in his shoes. So what you, what, what you saying? You know, a lot of people are quick to judge, but... Anyway, so I ask people their confidence level, what they're doing, what they're working on, mm-hmm. and it ranges on the discography of okay. Kanye West. So it goes from college dropout <laughs> to yay. So where <laughs> are you? Why are you laughing so hard? This is serious. <laughs> because, I don't know. That's a cool analogy. 
So, oh my god, and it's and it's only, I think it's, it's not as, I think it's deep, but it's not as deep as people be like. Mm-hmm. I think some people think I'm trying too hard on it, but oh. I feel like, as artists or creatives or even as people, mm-hmm. we change. Yeah, we grow. Yeah, and I think everybody's a creator now, and everybody gonna talk shit about somebody else's art or what they doing, but don't want nobody saying nothing about what they got yeah. going on. That's just how I feel. You got a problem with it, at me? We could talk about it, <laughs> but I ain't gonna sit here and tear down somebody else's shit while I'm working on my own thing. That could be, you know, like I don't want to put that energy out there to nobody else's shit, so I don't want nobody put it out there to ride. But if we gonna have a conversation about it. We can talk about it. Okay. So where are you at right now? Hmm. I would say 808s and heartbreaks. Oh, my God. This woman, y'all. <laughs> this woman. 808s and heartbreaks. Why do you say that? Because that's, that's an interesting me. choice. Because that's when people was like, I don't know what he doing right yeah. now. Because that's where I feel. That's where I feel when people are like, what is she about to do? Mm. And for myself, it's like that whole flip. It's like I'm in the midst of 808s and heartbreaks. That's true. Like heartbreak of what I thought I was you know and what I truly am and breaking people's hearts where they thought I should be why is it so deep like that like how are you so invested in somebody else while you have your own thing going on I am not your seed like I'm not that to you I I don't think you should have that much feeling about me if you didn't birth me or I'm, I didn't come from you like but I understand being a friend I understand being an associate yeah. and everything but I do not understand your investment and in what you think I should be doing when you're not even worried about what you're doing yeah well why I say that is because as an artist you have fans or you have people that follow okay. your work and so the shift that changed you saw the shift in the following mm. so that's why I say when people People want you to be who they want you to be for them at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing it for them, they move on. Right. So Which comes with the territory. Right, which comes with the territory. So, in a way, it's a heartbreak. It's like, I don't care about you. You know, I don't care about what you think at this point. Up until then, I did. Mm-hmm. So, the 808 was like just a shift in me to say, the hell with your opinion. It's all about me. It's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of artists or a creator you are a people pleaser mm-hmm. low key you are like you're a comedian you're trying to make people laugh. laugh I'm an artist I'm trying to attract people's eyes to see something that they haven't seen or something that attracts aesthetic in them to admire what I'm doing so it's like as a person you want as a human being you want to be pleased and you want to please it's just innate but to separate the severity or the height of this person's opinion that does not care about you is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Get two shit. Like, I'm the shit. Like, it got to the point where I had to be like, okay, April, you should. Like, just tell yourself that. You should. Like, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. That's like, right. hey, so 808 are heartbreak. I'm, I'm gonna get to yay. I'll say by next year. Maybe. Damn. I'm gonna be watching, so let's see. No, real, <laughs> it's like, on tape now, so just so you no, know. No, <laughs> seriously, like every like today, that feeling of correlating that album with what you just said. Every time I walk past that studio, it's like it's go time. Like I need to be recording my YouTube videos, like I said. 
I need to be writing my content. I need to be writing my books. Like the top of it was January 8, 2018, where I sat and I was fasting for eight days. Mm. No water for three. Vegetables for the next four days. And then went back to nothing. And all these creative ideas just jumped. It's just the discipline to do that. Yes. And it's just like, okay, now the fog has cleared. <laughs> Let me I think, like, just go. <laughs> that's the most important part about saying you're going to be a creative and whatever you do. is just knowing that patience is truly mm-hmm. one of the best qualities you can ever yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Because you think of it in a year's time, like people are like, oh, yeah, go back like that. It's like, yeah. it does, but does it have to? No, yeah. Are you thinking, like, yeah, to just write some shit that ain't go make people laugh or yeah. some shit that just happened? Like, do I have just to, to do uh, it? Like, do I have to attack everything that every other comic at an open mic is going to be talking about today? Right. Do I have just to do that? And I was talking to another comic. I just put this episode out, Ben Noble. Um, and, he was, and I was saying, like, you know, when you write some shit, and you go on this like bender where you're not writing for weeks mm-hmm. and days at a time. Yeah. People be like, "Oh, well, you ain't producing, you ain't doing right. nothing." I had to think about it, like, my nigga, you worry about writing new stuff, but do you know the shit that you wrote down already? Amazing point. Is is or like you Amazing with your paintings, point. you can have something on your wall. You might just be sitting there like, I don't got nothing to do. I don't have no idea. You look at this painting like, like this. Yeah. I might be giving you an idea, you or it might be done, but like, is it really done? What if I wrote scribble, 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 right. scribble in black ink, mm-hmm. and then put something, a word yeah. where you can, where it was legible, mm-hmm. and then somebody would come see this and be like, I don't know what the fuck that yeah. says on there, but it says love on the last page. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It right. says breakfast. <laughs> like, but it's in the kitchen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this True. piece is like, you know, I came up with this piece. I thought it was done. I thought, like, this would be a great uh, kitchen piece. Yeah. Why is it a kitchen piece? Because it says breakfast. So, <laughs> mom, you know, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Or, like, just having some shit that I wrote years ago and then looking at it like, ugh. Like, yeah. I hate looking at stuff that I wrote, yeah. a, like, a whole year and a half ago when I first started doing comedy. I'm like, ah, this sucks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but take the idea mm-hmm. and then revamp it. Yeah. And that's have so much to work on. So I would say like, yay, by next year. That for myself, like yeah. for myself to have a deadline and a timeline for the things that I already was presented with. Because it was it was coming by so fast and it was like I was sitting with my best friend, I'm like, what the hell should I do first? You know, it was like, what is the top priority right now? Because I have so much. Mm-hmm. And if you move too fast, it just falls. So, these last past five months, it was like, understanding and being okay as a creator, it's like a baby. It takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time. So, yeah. I love this life. <laughs> okay. I love this life. Hey. It's cool. I'm happy you love your life.
week's episode, guys. Really hope that you enjoyed it. Make sure you check out April and all her work, man, at April Clark Art on Instagram. At April Clark Art. Um, I also put some more of her contact information in the show notes so that you guys can really get an idea of what kind of work she does and how you can book her or whatever for her um, live shows that she does. And like, I, mean, I feel like, yeah, she's going to do some big things. I'm really just excited to see where her career goes. And I feel like she really has the, like, plan. Like, she has a plan and she's motivated and just really talking I don't know, man. Like, I just felt everything about that interview when I talked to her. Just the way that she's so confident in her work now and what she's going to be doing in the future. It kind of made me feel like, man, like, dude, maybe you need to step your game up too, Jay, with this comedy stuff. You know, somebody else that you know is doing something big. They're following their dream and everything. You know, why won't you put that same work into? And then, the, and that's the cool thing, too, about this. Listening and talking to these people really just makes me feel kind of like motivated. It keeps you going to see that people are working and trying to chase the same dreams, um, just in different fields and things like that. It really just really encourages me. And April, you did your thing on this interview. Hopefully, we have you back on the show again when you're like a famous artist and you got your book, you got everything going on. I don't know, man. Just it'll be great. So. Yeah, really appreciate the love, April. Keep doing your thing. And to the fans out there, the listeners and everything, make sure you continue to subscribe and review. Leave some reviews, please. Please leave some. I don't know if we even have a review yet. It's still early. I'm still going to keep going. I don't care. We're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on pushing people to subscribe and review and leave some reviews for us. Thanks for checking out the show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and IG at itsjordanbruh, B-R-U-H underscore. J-O-R-D-A-I-N-I-T-S. I did it backwards for you so you guys can you know, figure it out. But I don't know. It's kind of weird. But thanks for listening and tuning in to the Lakeshore Drive of Podcasts with Jordan Brown. Nah, that's like my radio voice right there. <laughs> but yeah, man, follow the show too on Instagram and Twitter as well. Find us on Facebook. We also have a lips and page where you guys can check that out too. Um, on IG and Twitter, we are at it's your world pod underscore I T S U R world W O R L D P O D underscore. All right, people, I'm out.